0: Hey, good afternoon to you. You're on Triple H 100.1 FM. My name is Ian Stewart and this program is Rotary Matters. So this is a program in which we take a look at some of the, uh, the many worthy causes, the projects and the people who make up the world of Rotary. Now, you may know Rotary only for its local fundraising activities. You may have attended a fete, a dinner... A barbecue at Bunnings, a walkathon, a a bike event, a community garden or any of the many ways that Rotarians engage with the community. Now while some of the funds are used locally to solve immediate needs some goes to Rotary International and some of this is used to make grants to support projects which could take place anywhere in the world. In fact just a couple of years ago over 86 million dollars was spent on what are known as global grants. So it's big business, big bucks, and it needs a totally professional management approach. The grants, the global grants, are used to fund things like humanitarian projects, scholarships for graduate level academic studies, which we're gonna be talking about a little bit more later in the program. They fund vocational teams, which are groups of professionals who travel abroad, either uh, to teach local professionals about their field or to learn more about it themselves. The grants themselves, uh, Ranged from a minimum amount of 30,000 to a maximum award of 400,000, and those are US dollar figures, by the way. So, today on Rotary Matters, we're, we're very privileged to meet Dennis Shaw. Dennis is a Rotarian through and through, having held numerous governance roles with Rotary over many years. He's based in Victoria, and it was a great pleasure for me to meet him, well, virtually at least and ask him to explain more about the Grants Programme. And we'll be with Dennis shortly. Look, um, a bit of background to this programme. Each week we bring an interview to explain and provide insight into a specific Rotary course or project. It could be an Australian building a school in Nepal or an Australian running an orphanage in Ethiopia. Close to home we might be looking at a food bank uh, or removing graffiti or starting a community garden or providing learning resources for schools in disadvantaged areas. It's widespread. Rotary itself is a worldwide organisation. It began a long time ago, over 110 years ago, and the basic idea was to foster the concept of service above self. Around the world there are 1.2 million members and 36,000 Rotary Clubs in 220 countries. Here in Oz we've got 26,000 Rotarians and 1,100 Clubs who generally meet once a week in person or in a hybrid form, and they devote their time to making the world a better place through a range of very worthy uh, projects. You're going to find Rotarians doing things like fighting disease, such as polio and malaria. They want to provide clean water, sanitation and hygiene. They want to save mothers and children, to support education, to grow local economies, to promote peace and to support the environment. Rotary is huge, it's everywhere, but you know it rarely gets the credit that it deserves. So, today we're talking about the the way that Rotary International distributes funds to assist humanitarian projects taking place all over the world. And this is done through a series of what are called Global Grants. Now, to tell us about this, I spoke with seasoned Rotarian Dennis Shaw, and I spoke to Dennis a few days ago by Zoom. Dennis Shaw, it's a great uh, pleasure to have you with us this afternoon on Rotary Matters. We're here to focus the conversation around Global grants. Now, for most of our listeners, this will be unfamiliar. Dennis Shaw, give us an idea, if you would please. Uh, What do we mean by global global grants? And indeed, when did that program begin?
1: Uh, Thanks, Ian. I've got to give you a little bit of history to put all of this into context. Uh, For many years, uh, the Rotary Foundation, which is Rotary's charity, uh, has been doing programs and projects around the world. To give you a response, I need to put this into some historical context. Uh, The Rotary Foundation is Rotary's charity, and it's there to do good in the world. That's its thing. That's its goal. And for many years, we've been doing projects and programs that have been doing good in the world. About 10 years ago or a bit more, uh, a group of Rotarians sat down to do a bit of a branch and root sort of analysis of how can we do good in the world better? How can we do it more effectively? And one of the outcomes of that was to focus what we did. Uh, We have this general theme of doing good in the world. But beyond that, we have some causes that we particularly want to support. And in the end, we came up with a collection of six causes, which we called the areas of focus. These were the things that we would concentrate on. And more importantly, if we were going to... Put money into programs and projects, we had to do it so that we got a better bang for our buck. And that was all about uh, making sure that the programs were big enough to make a a serious impact, but more importantly, that they were sustainable, that they would keep on giving into the future, keep on doing good in the world. And so was born uh, the program of Global Grants. And these Global Grants had to be, as I say, fairly large scale. And back then, they chose thirty thousand U.S. dollars as the minimum investment that we would put into these programs, into these projects. And there are particular ways in which that money is is uh, put in there. But fundamentally, the key is that thirty thousand dollars. So uh, what happens is that Rotarians think about what they want to do and then they work through how they're going to fund it. And that money can come from different ways, uh, but a fair amount of it usually comes from investments that Rotarians have made into the uh, Rotary Foundation over previous years. Dennis, and the,
0: the, um, the request for a grant is made by Rotarians around the world working in indeed. their uh, clubs and districts. It's not a, it an idea that's necessarily born uh, at head office. Of Rotary no,
1: no, you're absolutely right, Ian. In fact, very little of it is. Um, there are some programs like the, uh, our fight against polio, for example, uh, that has had its genesis in in the idea of uh, one of our past Rotary International presidents. In fact, an Australian, Sir Clem Renouf. And uh, but generally speaking, almost entirely the projects are devised by the everyday Rotarian who sits down and says there is a need and that need is then uh, developed. Uh, in fact, when you apply for a global grant, the first question he asks is give us a general idea of what it is you're trying to do. So we give a general idea about the program and then we get into the specifics of how that's going to be implemented, what money we need to do it, But most importantly, uh, we need to know that it's a project that the recipients want. Uh, It's no good somebody saying, ah, yes, over there in uh, Vanuatu, for example, uh, we think it would be a great idea if they had this particular um, uh, water pump or something like that. But that may not be what the local people want.
0: Nor do you want it it to uh, duplicate something that's already
1: underway. Absolutely. And and so there's all these checks and balances to make sure that what we end up with is a program or a project that is what the community wants, what the community is prepared to look after into the future. I mean, the world is littered with uh, broken-down water pumps, uh, play equipment uh, that's, that's never been used, things like that. And what is really essential is that it must be owned by the recipient.
0: And does there need to be a Rotary Club present at the receiving end of these grants to make sure that whatever it is, it can be properly and professionally implemented?
1: Yes, and and that's another important component of the way that we do these grants, that um, there must be a host Rotary Club, and they make sure that the grant is properly implemented, uh, that the expenditure is properly accounted for, and in the end, that the community has the project that they want.
0: Now, Dennis, a question without notice. Um, Can you give us an idea of one or two of the grants that have been made, um, either the value or at least the purpose to which the grant was applied?
1: Well, uh, (laughs) so uh, last year, for example, there were more than 2,000 global grants around the world, and they covered a whole range of things, Um, and some that I'm uh, perhaps familiar with, uh, that have been going on for years, Uh, water projects are very, very popular. Uh, There is so much of the world that does not have access to any kind of water, let alone clean water. Uh, Does this this
0: include sanitation as well as the provision of clean drinking water?
1: Yes, yes. When When we talk about water and sanitation... So it's the supply of water and the disposal of of waste water in whatever form it may be. And, uh, for example, um, there is a a project that I'm aware of in Africa that really was implemented through uh, the drive and persistence of local people over there working with committed Rotarians here. And uh, that project was eventually implemented, and I've seen photographs of young children watching for the first time in their life clean running water.
0: Isn't that lovely? And
1: that that photo was worth a Pulitzer Prize. It, it just the look on their faces was just so so transcending. What what country was that, Dennis? Uh, that was in Uganda. In Uganda. In, in Africa. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. So there's an example but- of a water. Project that received a grant. Have you got anything else um, that you could comment on?
1: Well, well, one of the um, one of the enduring uh, uh, programs in Rotary is, is to fund scholars to do good in the world. And again, putting this into some context, uh, back when Paul Harris, the uh, founder of Rotary, died, uh, there was an outpouring of grief, of course, but. Also, in memory, we started programs to properly fund the Rotary Foundation and really the, the first project of substance and it, it's continued in one form or another was for education. Education is in Rotary's DNA and Rotary being, and we talk about Rotary, but of course it is Rotary International and there was the belief as we were just coming out of the Second World War, that wars could be avoided if people understood better people in other countries, and so was born the ambassadorial scholar program. Now that went on to be the world's largest privately funded scholarship program. More than forty thousand people uh, were recipients of, of that uh, those scholarships. Over
0: what and, period of time? Over what period of time did well, forty thousand people get a scholarship?
1: Well, they went from about 1947 through to the Global Grant Program came in in um, 2013. And they were called ambassadorial scholars uh, because the ambassadorship was an important component, the reaching out, being ambassadors, not only for Rotary, of course, but also for, uh, for their country. And even today, with our global grant scholarships, that's an important component that scholars must go to another country. Uh, they must be hosted by a Rotarian, not not in a physical sense, but to have a Rotarian counselor there to, to assist and provide help as needed. But and again, to fine tune and streamline what we do, those projects uh, those scholarships now uh, have to be in these areas of focus of Rotary. So they have to be things that are consistent with uh, the projects and, and the the direction that Rotary wants to take.
0: So that's uh, Dennis Shaw speaking, and I'll be talking with him again in a bit more detail about the Global Grants Programme later on in the programme. So we're talking today about the way that uh, Rotary International distributes its funds And these are called global grants, some of which are used to fund scholarships worth in excess of $30,000 US. It's a terrific program. And I asked Dennis Shaw to tell us more about the scholarships. Um, And again, we spoke a few days ago on Zoom. And what is the typical um, tenure of a scholarship? Is it one year's or is it a whole degree's worth? Well, it can be any of
1: those now. uh, but, But the important part is it must be a postgraduate. Mm-hmm. Uh, a scholarship. So it's looking to take people beyond their undergraduate degree. Uh, so typically it will be um, a master's program, but it may be a PhD. It may be postdoctoral and uh, it's got to be between one and four years in essence.
0: And um, a successful recipient of a scholarship what sort of uh, funding is is, norm- is provided for that? Does it cover, for example, travel and living expenses and study expenses or just a part of
1: that? Uh, no, it uh, really, um, like Rotary, we're very careful <clears throat> about how the money is spent and there are specifics, but essentially tuition, uh, living expenses, travel, all of those sorts of things. And as I said before, because it's a global grant, it has to be of a value of at least thirty thousand US dollars. But let me tell you that many, many of these uh, scholarships, the tuition fees alone can be sixty, seventy thousand dollars a year. Uh, a lot of the destinations for these scholars are the places that you would expect: Oxford, Cambridge, Harvard, Yale. Uh, Stanford, all, all of those top tier universities.
0: And do we have here in Australia um, recipients of global grants studying at some of our universities?
1: Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Um, and there are a number of universities here that are quite popular. Obviously, um, Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane uh, 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 seem to be the main ones. Um, so, so Dennis, at any one
0: at any one time. How many students are there somewhere around the world uh, studying under the Global Grant Scheme of of Rotary?
1: Well, in the last Rotary year, there were, I think, uh, over 300 uh, scholarships granted. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Now, as you might imagine last year, there were a few hiccups uh, with COVID and that sort of thing. And indeed, some of those scholarships were actually delivered online which didn't meet, in essence, the criteria. Right. Uh, but but it's surprising how many people actually made the journey. They they went to wherever the scholarship was was being implemented. Uh, from my own Rotary district, um, we had uh, one of the scholars went to to Oxford. Another one was at the University of Chicago. Uh, that was partly delivered. Uh, in person but partly uh, online in the end when the pandemic got to its its height.
0: So the, the, the field of study must align with one of the five or six key uh, areas of focus of Rotary International. We're hearing more and more about the environment. Have you got any um, examples, Dennis, of students that have specifically chosen the environment as an area to pursue?
1: Uh, well, not really because the... Um, the environment as a discrete environment as a discrete area of focus. It's only this Rotary year that we're starting ah. to accept um, projects uh, in relation to that. But we've certainly had scholars who've had an interest in environti- environmental type uh, matters, and in fact, for a few years. There was a very special form of Global Grant Scholarship which was to do with uh, water resourcing, which was offered specifically at a Dutch university and <clears throat> that, that sort of set aside a little bit um, from, from the regular grants. Uh, obviously, people had to have the necessary academic qualifications to do that, but it's really about making sure that we select scholars who are going to invest their life into, into scholarship that is consistent with Rotary's areas of focus. Now, obviously, a lot of scholars, when they're looking around, uh, it's a bit serendipitous, perhaps more than anything else, that what they want to do does line up. But this is where the Rotary approach of properly interviewing these people and probing as to what they want to achieve in life separates those who are just looking for another scholarship from those that we think are really going to continue to, to make a difference.
0: Well, Dennis, at my own local Rotary Club here in Sydney, we've had uh, presentations from some past Global Glant recipients who've spoken most enthusiastically about the experience of the scholarship uh, and what it has meant to them and where it has helped to take them in their own professional careers. And I have to say, we've been deeply impressed with the quality of the people that we've had the privilege to meet who've been uh, recipients of a global grant scholarship. So uh, where does it go from here, Dennis? You're the um, endowment and major gifts advisor for your Rotary Zone. You're obviously deeply immersed in this whole scholarship program. Uh, What are the, what what are the limitations? Uh, Can it, can it keep going? Can it keep growing? What what, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, I think it's, Yes, of course, the answer is yes, it can keep going, and I think it will continue to be popular. But for a lot of Rotary districts um, and and Rotary clubs, to find US dollars is minimum, it's a big ask. Mm -hmm. And I know that not every district is is committed to these sorts of uh, programs because they have to make a, a call as to, as to what what is going to align with what it is they want to achieve. So you'll find that there are some districts that, that make it a priority. Uh, in my own Rotary district, for example, we have a committee and every year we look to identify and select at least one, but for the last few years, two people. And we're not necessarily promising to pay for everything and indeed a lot of these people they have some capacity to uh, to meet part of the expense and we're talking about doctors I'm talking about medical doctors who are going to do uh, public health training for example uh, we've got others who uh, may already be um, have a postgraduate qualification but they feel that there's a program somewhere in the world that they can undertake that's really going to help them to achieve their goals. And believe it or not, not everyone these days is motivated by money. Some of the scholars that we've had, they've come back and they've deliberately gone into, say, the public health uh, departments in, in the different states. Now that's not going to make them a fortune but it's how they think that they can do most good in the world with mm-hmm. with what they want to do and a lot of them um, have focused paediatric medicine uh, that type of thing uh, but we've had eye doctors, we've had ear doctors, we've had uh, children's doctors um, in, in the medical field uh, but we've had people in other capacities, education. Uh, one uh, scholar really could have gone to any private school, probably has the capacity to be a, a leading principal and, and believe me, they are well paid at private schools. But no, wanted to go to a really a, a challenging public school and turn it around. Uh, such was their drive and determination. And and that's what they did when they came back. So we do sort of have a mantra to look for the best of the best, but not only academically, but in what they want to achieve, what their goal is of doing good in the world.
0: Listeners, we're hearing today from Dennis Shaw um, about a wonderful program of global grants, some of which can be uh, claimed as a scholarship to study uh, but you will study overseas. These are very good examples of Rotary's youth initiatives. I'm thinking of projects like uh, Rotary Youth Programme Program of Enrichment, the Rotary Youth Leadership Awards, the National Youth Science Forum. Um, there are so many ways that Rotary engages with youth. And this is a, an excellent example Dennis, if somebody um, who's listening wanted to take this a bit further, where would they look for more information or how would they apply if they thought they might have a chance of uh, securing uh, a a global grant scholarship? Well,
1: every district um, has the capacity to do one of these, but so does every Rotary Club, and I think the first step is always to find a Rotary Club, and if they don't know, they will find out how to put this person uh, into uh, an area where they can apply for uh, a scholarship. So, for example, in my own district, uh, and and I'm in Melbourne, in Victoria, and there are five Rotary districts, we're happy to accept an application from any one of those five districts. And there's one opportunity, for example. Uh, But generally... Each district uh, has the capacity if they want to. And each club, if they're really driven, has the capacity to do this. It's all a matter of whether it's worth the effort. And sometimes a person comes along who's just so good, you've got to find a way. And it's like anything that we do. Uh, If you think the the outcome is worth the, the effort, well, you can do it. And, but of uh, course, I was just going to say, of course, there are other programs as well, educational programs. Uh, Rotary has a peace fellowship. and as I said before, the, the idea of ambassadorial scholars when we got into this was was really based on the concept of peace. And Rotary is so driven by peace that we've set up a separate program uh, where people can study in the area of peace and conflict. Resolution at uh, at uh, at six universities around the world, seven now, uh, and in fact um, that's another form of scholarship, and that's fully fully endowed. So if you're a peace fellow, it pays for everything. And but again, of course, the focus is is quite narrow. But a lot of people uh, work in that space, and uh, that that's another opportunity, and that's not. Dependent upon the capacity of a local club or a district. That's an international program, and every district, Rotary district, is encouraged to have a committee that looks at potential scholars. And, and that may be for a, a master's degree or it may be for a professional certificate. But again, that's another opportunity that's out there.
0: Dennis, this is fantastic. Listeners, these are wonderful examples of um, Rotary's core concept, which is service above self. We've had a great privilege of listening to Dennis Shaw this morning, explaining some of the work that he's been involved with. I'd urge you, if you would want to look a bit further, simply Google Rotary uh, Global Grants, and it'll take you to a whole lot of information where you can um, uh, pursue this a bit further. Dennis, I'm going to have to let you go now, but I'd like to thank you very much for taking the time to share the story with us and wish you every success. And also um, in a couple of years' time, when you'll be hosting the World Rotary International Convention, we hope that it goes absolutely uh, brilliantly. As uh, under your guidance and leadership, I'm sure that it will.
1: Well, thank you, Ian. And uh, I hope I can uh, put you down for one of the attendees at the Melbourne Convention so that... uh... We can add to the numbers and uh, we'll certainly uh, hope to put on a great event.